God, open our ears and our minds and our hearts to the word you have for each and every one of us this day. And as I, your servant, stand before you, I pray that I would decrease, that you would increase. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. I always get in trouble when I have long lists of names or locations in the scripture readings. But uh, it's important for us to hear the reading of all of these names. And we'll get to why in a little bit. Um, but first off, I wanted, I wanted to take a moment and say that last week we weren't here, and many of you may have been. Um, and I had a dear friend, Reverend Eric Allsgard, filling in. And I, I don't know how many of you were here to hear his message about doubt. But if you weren't, I just wanted to, to let you know it's on our website. I actually listened to it when I was driving the other day. It's, an, it's a wonderful sermon. Everybody kept telling us how great it was. Um, so if you have friends that you wish had heard it, or if you need to hear it again, or if you wish you were here to hear it, it's on our, our website on the preaching page. Um, but I want to commend that to you. Um, we had taken the Sunday off to all go to Annika's last dance competition. Um, we had missed all of them this year because she often dances on Sundays, so we were thankful that he was able to fill in um, and, and so we could all be together as a family. One of the blessings of that time was that John's mother was able to join us as well to be at that event and when we're thinking about uh, how we know and understand family dynamics, there are a couple of things I want you to know about my beloved mother-in-law, Joyce. The first is she is an early childhood expert, which is awesome. And on the very first year we were married, her gift to me was a baby name book. No, no little hint there, right? <laughs> baby name book. And I'm like, I'm in grad school. I don't know. Okay, thanks. I wasn't even sure I liked kids at that point. <laughs> Joke's on me. I needed that book a lot. I have needed, and we still have that baby name book, um, and it has been treasured. And so having seven kids, we've had to come up with a lot of different names. And when we start rattling off the names of all of our kids, people are, they, they're always like, oh, that name's really cool. Tell me about why there's that name and, and why you picked that. And then we get to number seven, we get to Johnny. People say, you just ran out of cool names, didn't you? Because it is a very common name, but it's a family name, and it's John, Pastor John is named for his grandfathers, and so John Jr. is named for his dad, John Sr. Um, so we have lots of names that are 
very um, unusual, but also names that are a little more common, but they all have meaning and purpose. And part of that is because when I was growing up, there were Melissa's everywhere. Amen? You know, a lot of you know what it's like to be in the class that has, everybody has your name. Like in kindergarten, there were four Melissa's in my class. And I wasn't even the only Melissa H. I had the same birthday as the other Melissa H. So when we wore the crown with the candles on it, it wasn't even different. It was the same. So um, so I said, when I have kids, I'm going to give them names nobody has so that they'll be the only one. Um, and we think about why is it names become common and become names that you're used to hearing. Well, a lot of that has to do with who famous people are at particular times. Um, and there are, a lot of people are named for royalty, and, and they're actually, since the new prince was born this week, they say that by the year 2025, Archie will be the most popular boy name in the UK. So those are some of the, the ways that we see that playing out. Now, over time, if you look at names that have dominated lists, um, biblical names for a long time have been at the very top of the list of the most um, most commonly held names. Um, so we think about, if you look at lists over the years, a lot of them have changed, um, but there are some names that just keep coming on those popular lists. Names like Emma and Jessica and Melissa and Jennifer and Amanda and Patricia and Barbara and Betty, and Judith, and Mary. Those are names that have been standards for a long time on the, the most popular girls' names. And then when you look at the men's side of things, for the boys, Liam, and Noah, and William, and James, and Logan, those are the most popular right now, right for 2017, so the last couple of years. But if you look over the years, a lot of them have stayed steady. James, Robert, John, Michael, David, Richard, William, uh, Christopher, Jason. So a lot of those names have been around for a very long time. And it's not unusual to even see that play out in Scripture. There are a lot of names that we find in the Bible again and again. Can anybody guess what the most common name in the Bible is? Paul. John is close. It's second. There are possibly nine different people with the name John in Scripture. Paul. What's that? Francis? No. James? No. James is five. There are five Jameses. Simon. There are possibly 10 people in the Bible with the same name, with the name Simon. If you start thinking about it, there's Simon the Tanner, Simon the Magician, Simon the Zealot, Simon Peter. So lots of Simons. Um, and then Elkanah is a very popular name. Why hasn't that one been brought more into common parlance? I don't know. But there are possibly eight people in Scripture with the name Elkanah. It's an Old Testament name. When we think about women's names, Mary has seven, seven different people in the scriptures named Mary. And you think about it, at least three or four of them were at the base of the cross as Jesus was dying. 
Um, so we know that Jesus' mother Mary, but also Mary the wife of Clopas, and, and Mary the mother of James and John, Mary Magdalene, very popular name. James had, we said that one had five in the scriptures. And when we get to, so we have those really common names that we all know how to say. And then we get to the list that Jimmy had to read today that has all of these names that we don't hear very often. I, I know he probably wiped his brow like when we got to names like Julia and Mary in the list. But if you, if you think about it, can you even name three or four of them that he rattled off without looking at your scriptures? Maybe you know, you know Prissa or Priscilla. Prissa was the nickname for Priscilla. Maybe you know that uh, because we often hear Priscilla and Aquila together. Um, Narcissus is one we may be more familiar with. Phoebe, we all like from Friends, right? So there are some names that seem a little more usual. But this letter is full of all these different beautiful names. But ironically, it's written by Paul, a very simple name. And there was actually a study by NYU that shows that the more pronounceable a person's name is, the more likely people are to favor them. So it's the easy names that are often found to make people more favorable. And the reason is, the study said, when we can process a piece of information more easily, when it's easier to comprehend, we come to like it more. Um, so... If we think about scripture um, and we look at all of these names in the Bible, some of them are very commonplace names. And why do they work for us in scripture? First of all, commonplace names in scripture help with memory. Remember, from the beginning of time, these scriptures were passed on from, from person to person in an oral tradition. And so it's easier to remember the names that are, are familiar, the names that people have known. All of you can remember that the rock upon which the church is who? Simon Peter. Peter is the rock because that's what the name means. So it helps with the memory of scripture. But another fun piece about that is that having names that are kind of commonplace reinforce the mystery of scripture. Here's why. When we think about John in the Bible, we know there's John the beloved disciple, John the disciple, John on the island of Patmos because he was in prison. Are they all the same person? Maybe, maybe not. Are there other Johns in the scripture? Yes. And when we think, well, there are, are possibly nine different guys with the name John in the Bible, when we look at Scripture and we say, well, which one are they talking about? We might not know. When we hear the list of all the Marys that are at the foot of the cross or outside the tomb when Jesus is raised, and we say, well, who really was there? But we have these names that can be confusing and can help us sometimes Think about how we we're not really sure about who was there. It reinforces the fact that there's a lot that happens in Scripture that is mystery. 
And we don't always understand it. We can't always have all the details in place. We can't always remember every little thing. And that helps us to get out of trivia mode when we think about the Bible. It's not about us being able to rattle off this list of names in the, in the book of Romans. It's about recognizing that each and every one of those people was a worshiper of God in a church community, just like each and every one of you. That every one of them could have been mistaken for somebody else with the same name, but God knows what each and every one of them did to build his kingdom. And they're honored. Even today, we say those names, and we don't all know exactly what they did, but it's because we, it's, there's this mystery to it. We don't know exactly everything that they did, and it reminds us that there's a lot that happened to the early church in a lot of ways that God was moving in and through the gathered believers that we just can't understand in fullness, in entirety. And we have to be okay with that mystery because that's the very same mystery that we approach when we come to the altar and share Holy Communion together. Mystery, the mystery of God and, and Christ's presence in that. And when we think about all the people that God has used, we, we can't even begin to know and understand every single one of them and their contribution. There will be a day and a time when we're face to face with God and we can clarify exactly which John did what. But that's not what's important right now. What's important is we come before the God who knows each and every one of us. So we have memory and mystery, and also the fact that a lot of these names are ones we hear over and over again makes it meaningful because it reminds us that each person that we name is an individual that is just as a common a person as we are. If we elevate Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, but she was an ordinary teenage girl with the name Mary. And Mary was such a common name that all these other girls were named Mary. And if she felt like she was not any different from anybody else, God still came down through those angels and said, you are the one I've chosen for this amazing role in the history of humankind. You might not think you are any different from everybody else that has the same name as you. You might think that you're commonplace, but I know you and your heart, and I've chosen you. It's that same God that comes to each and every one of us and says, people might confuse you. They might call you the wrong name. They might mispronounce it from time to time, but I am the Lord your God. I knit you together, and I know you. And you belong to me. And when we come into God's house, we, we all have different stories about how we were made, how we came to be, who we are known as. But the truth is, that essence of who we are is what God has given to us. And we celebrate that when we come today as ordinary people, some with ordinary names, some with extraordinary names, but all known and loved 
by the God who invites us into his family. So we come today approaching this table of mystery, giving thanks to all of these people that we've named here today who helped the church to share this good news around Rome and all of the other places where this letter to these very specific people in a time and place in the history of the church, this letter has still gone on for thousands of years to carry on everything that they did. And I pray that as we receive this message today, as we hear this scripture, that we recognize that our names also are ones that God hopes to carry on as we do our work as his disciples and we share this good news. Thanks be to our Lord who invites us to his table in mystery and knows us and loves us as children of God. Christ our Lord does invite to his people all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live at peace with one another.